Hey, what's up, guys? I got Jake on Skype over here. He's over in uh, his hometown of Cheney working on his place, and we'll do some catching up. He just shot a match. Um, we got got some new gold triggers in stock. Uh, we just anyway, just want to catch up a bit. So, anyway, buddy, how you doing? It's been a while. What What is going down? Not much. Just uh, we both been busy. It's uh, yeah. You've been re- you, we both been real busy. You've been. Uh, working on a, working on the place and and I don't know I don't we I don't we've shared a little bit I don't know if you want to talk about that at all but you've been pretty slammed but you know what I think uh, you know busy is obviously good there's always there's always something to do and you know exactly what that I'm going through because you did a big house build remodel yourself so it's like oh, man yeah. it's just all of it it's uh, yeah. It, but it's a lot of fun. I actually really enjoy building. Um, yeah, and it's exciting, especially when you're doing your own place, like kind of dream place. It's kind of funny. Like I was thinking, when you're young, you're like you go through high school, you go through sports, and then it seems like everyone starts getting married, or, or then then there's a spot, and then a bunch of people start having kids, and there's these different segment phases in life, and then get your first house, and now getting older, and now everyone's kind of building, kind of working on a house that they're going to be in for a while like we're yeah we did our place going to be hopefully you know be here for a while and and you're kind of building kind of a your first forever kind home. Of forever home type of thing so it's kind of fun got a bunch of brian's working on one cody just finished one i got a lot of friends that are are doing that so it's it's got it's exciting it is a lot of work but it is exciting anyway people were like where's jake where's jake and then you just you go to a match and you go ahead and win like old times well, you know so. how we do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want to talk about I want to talk about that. Um, uh, haven't seen you in probably it's been a while. We've been I've been shooting some hunter matches, and like I said, you've been slammed. And so um, anyway, is yeah, it's been a little bit. I want to hear how that match went, where it was, details a little bit, and and all that. So so this was the uh, South Dakota match um the ths steel challenge a prs pro series match uh it was just there was a lot of great shooters there uh they they have a a little i feel that our our two regions are very similar as far as precision rifle matches go it seems like there's a little bit of a hole where there might not be a lot of stuff going on and you know in the north dakota south that whole area there's like one match and that's their match. And so there's a little bit of a, yeah. a hole there. Um, and I feel sometimes up here in the, in the West, we have to battle through some of the same things where maybe we don't have as many options, um, you know, within a state or within a couple states, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. So, uh, a lot of people was there. It was sold out, uh, pretty, pretty nice. popular match. And nice. he, uh, it was like rolling Hills and fields and little, little drainages and a little creek bottom it was actually a really cool place to shoot was it it uh, wasn't at the venue that we shot a couple years ago was it no it was not at that venue this was a new okay. ranch oh cool um chris ofer the match director he yep. was the one that that uh you know was able to secure that and really a cool place i i would definitely go back again That's if cool. he's going to run some more there which i hope he does uh because you show up and there's it's like nice grass and yeah, you know you're you're it's you know he's got all this stuff mowed out and it was very good props and very good you know stages. I will say that I will say that the wind was very very switchy. 
Um, yeah. And it was coming and going. A lot of times it was like quarter and into us, like that 11 o'clock to, you know, like. Was it 12, light? Are you, are you talking switchy? Like when some people say switchy, it's like a light and switchy, like zero to five, or was it like headwind, no, tailwind this was, switchy? This was headwind, tailwind switchy. So oh, okay. you're, okay. it's like, at sometimes it was like 20, 22 miles an hour. So it was really Jeez. cooking. In okay. the morning, it was pretty light. In the morning, it was only a few miles an hour. Okay. And I was, you know, I was able to maybe just hold like an edge or edges or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, it was, it was fun. It was good to shoot well. I had a bad match last month, so I uh, kind of got some of my stuff figured out, which I, we, we can yeah. talk about now. So Yeah, yeah, let's talk, um, we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. Um, I mean, working through issues is if, if it hasn't happened to you, it will someday. There's a, there's a, lot, right. of, a lot of going on. There's a lot. Sometimes when things are working, it seems real easy, and it's great, and you're, everything lines up, and it's fun. And then when things come apart at a match, man, can the wheels come off. It just, yeah. you go for like, well, how am I missing targets? And I've experienced you know, that at different matches, and, and you kind of battle through some stuff. So what um, temperature-wise over there was it? I mean, this time of year, I, I just was over in the Dakotas a couple, was I got maybe a month ago now, six weeks ago, for a hunter match. And I thought it was going to be hot and miserable. And it was actually really nice, gr- short green grass. And you forget how far north you are. And you're, it's just a different, different climate. It was great. It was, um, I really, really enjoyed it. But so you're still, there was still some green grass over there. Like here where we're at, everything's dead. It's summertime. It's, you know, grass is dried up and everything else. So, but you still, still some green grass over there, right? Yeah, there was, it was pretty green. And that's why it was just so. Well, there was two things. It was it was really beautiful on Friday when we showed up. Um, green grass, blue skies. It's nice. like, man, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then Friday night, a bunch of smoke came in from the oh, Canada fires up oh, there, and yeah, it was blowing yeah. it right. It was blowing it right into us. Dang. And so we woke up Saturday morning. And it was like a haze. You couldn't see but yep. a few hundred yards. It's like, well, holy smokes. Yeah, um, literally. And it's uh, not like, ching. holy smokes. So then you're trying to fight through that, too. And so sometimes yeah. you just had to, you know, there was even times when you were shooting the match where a rangefinder wouldn't pick a target up at seven-ish hundred yards. Oh, because you just, that it's, smoke, it's pretty wow. hazy and smoky. Um, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. We're getting ready to go on a hunt up the Northwest territories in a couple of weeks and they've been smoked out bad, bad. And I didn't even, it's going to, I knew it was going to be hard to glass, but I didn't consider the ranging thing. That's a good, yep, yeah. Okay, it was something definitely, to think about. uh, it okay. was definitely Saturday was, was pretty smoky. Sunday was also pretty smoky and hazy. And, and that, that took away a little bit of the sun anyway. Uh, but it was like, I don't know. It must have been perfect, eighty-two degrees or something. Yeah, nice. And, nice. and uh, very, very, a uh, very uh, good time. Obviously, when you good. win, it is better. <laughs> it's more fun to win. <laughs> um, so, um, what? Uh, how's Marah? How were you able to spot Trace in the smoke? Uh, was did it affect no, shooting at all, or was it just was it kind of nice like that overhead? What did it make everything just real cl- kind of clear in a way, getting rid of some of the glare and the mirage? So it did get rid of some of the mirage. I did notice that, um, but you still had like a hazy, smoky, cloudy yeah. look to the target, yeah. and so you really couldn't pick up where 
you know, so these are the typical South Dakota hills. There's no berms. There's no, yep. you know, you can't, you, you, if you miss, you, you might think it's eight feet low because it just keeps going. And then you're yeah. like, Whoa, that was way low. Well, it's not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and so that's part of, that's part of, you know, part of that is that makes it harder to spot your shots. It makes it really hard to, to see any trace. Yeah. And those are the matches, those field type matches where the, where the overall essence is there's no berms. Yeah. Those are the matches I really love to watch trace because I think it's an advantage to see because a lot of people they would shoot and they have no clue where anything goes. Yeah. They just, they just don't know. Yeah. And so then they're guessing on the next shot. Yeah. Because you're, because you're not seeing anything and it's a little hazy and foggy. So being able to see that shot and watch trace is an advantage. And then you just got to try to do it as much as possible. I would say usually I see 70 to, you know, 80% of all my bullets fly. Yeah. This was maybe like, you know, 20 to 30%. That's how bad the smoke was. Wow. Okay. So, okay. To tr- try to get first round few. hits and read the play then. <laughs> yeah. And there was a few, um, I don't, I don't know if it was just the right lighting or what, but there was a few stages where there were really tough skyline type targets. Yeah. And I really needed to see where that bullet went left, right or whatever. Yeah. And I, I was able to pick trace up on one of my misses. Oh, okay. And as soon as I missed, I picked the trace up. I saw, I knew, I knew that it went left of the target yep. because I just watched it not come back into the target. Well, then one thing led to another and I was able to see that. And I held the correct hold on the second shot where usually I would have probably increased that wind hold because oh. if I don't see a shot at all, I, yep. I almost always increase the wind hold. That's a good call. But this, but this one, I was able to kind of pick up that trace, and then that set me, you know, that that set me great for the rest of the stage. I ended up getting nine out of ten. Oh wow, that's huge! Yeah, that could go from a nine out of ten to a four or five in a hurry. You, you increase exactly increase right. for two, three shots before you figure it out. Yep. Um, and so then it's hard to figure it out because you also can't really see what's happening in the grass because the first target was skyline and then you're shooting way back to the bushes back behind you yeah and then you know all the other ones were like in super tall grass and so you had, there was no way to see that tall grass is tricky man it, it's it, tough it's so tough well that's what got me at that uh, first stage in the idaho match that tall grass on that second target yeah. and i thought i was missing right and i think i was just low in the grass and then you just it just yeah it just it's, so, it's, it's it's tough it's it's tough well no that's cool any stages that stuck out to you that were particularly fun or difficult or anything like that yeah um you know so a couple of pros and cons i guess is yeah. i felt like it was a little bit too much prone at the match i felt like there was back to back and you know you and i have run some really high level stages and and, and we talked about this we yeah. don't want to do anything that's back to back to back or yeah. do the exact same thing over and over again uh, I, I feel like the only thing that I would probably say is is it was a little bit too much just laying on your stomach and shooting. Okay. Um, but he could he did a lot of other things that could mitigate that, and you just take it, and it's still it's still technically like a prone type of a shot, but yeah, you could shoot up over the top of a car, you could you know over the top of a spool, like those are still prone shots, but they don't feel as prone. Yeah, as, um, as far as just being on the ground. So yeah, as far as just laying on the ground. Yeah, uh, but 
some of the stages they had some really hard uh you know they had some some really challenging and tough stages uh really good target sizes and every single so this was cool one is every single stage was 10 rounds okay that means when you get we you, you get done with your stage you just load 10 more rounds and you know you're ready for the next stage yeah. I, I really like that actually yeah um sometimes we go like you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve, ten, and then you're like, okay, I gotta wait till I get there, whatever. Anyway, this has kind of made the logistics of the match flow because everyone knows it's ten rounds. Let's go. Okay. Okay. And so the uh and then he had some stages that were uh I, I guess you know, some of my favorite ones are the ones where you gotta move. Yeah. And you gotta really get in position and pull good shots. Yeah. And I think the four or five people ahead of me, I was like maybe fifth or sixth on the stage. They all timed out. And I was like, okay, we got a real stage. Now we're going to rock and roll. <laughs> okay. um, you know? And so I really enjoyed that. I ended up, I ended up cleaning it or what was it? Um, so it was, <clears throat> there was five targets. Oh, cool. And there was two positions. One position was on uh, one, like, upside down apple crate the other one was on a, a right side up apple crate oh, okay. and so you had to shoot two two targets from one position and then and, and it was two it was two different targets and then go to the and you had to move yep. and do that again so like two on shots on target one, one two shots on target two and then move uh so this one was one one oh wow move move and then shoot one one from the other from the second position on the same oh, crate. Okay. Okay. And, and that was at another target. And then you, sh- and then you transition to the second position okay. and then now you got it three, t- uh, you got three targets, but you got two, you got two positions as well. So got target it. one or excuse me, target three. target three, target four, target five, move to the next position, target three, target four, target five. Uh, okay. I think, I think that's how it went. Something like um, that. Yeah. So a lot of movement, a lot of different transition, target transition, dialing. And so I love those because you got to think, man, do I have time to dial? Do I have to hold? Yeah. You know, what do I need to do to be able to get through this stage? And so I really like the the planning that goes into that. I like the, you know, trying to be strategic. Okay, yeah. I guess I do need to dial or I do need to instead of, you know, the alternative. That was just a great stage. You no, know, that's fun when you get like matches where you have to be your thinking. And that's what. You know, the Parma match, I was like, man, there was a lot of stages you walk in. How are we going to do this? Okay, here's the position. This is how we're going to do the position. Okay, the wind call. Are we going to dial? Because there's just yep. a lot going on, and it just made it – it makes it fun, fun. versus I've been doing yeah. a lot of matches where it's like, you know, there's one or two targets, and it's ten rounds. You have two positions, and you just go back and forth. Or say there's maybe five positions, but they're all just, just – yeah. Or prone or what? Anyway, just prone five targets, one, two, three, four, five, and and that's a good skill. And I've been appreciating that and learning that, like the troop line thing. I get I've got a reputation about bash on troop lines, and I just I like when Matt, Matt they're great, <laughs> they're, they're awesome stages. It's an awesome skill. Um, I've been working at it. It's been getting it's it's fun. Um, however, it's just not my favorite thing to do all weekend. Lay down, shoot a troop line over and over and over. It's is it challenging? Yeah, but you know, give us some positions. Make us shoot a troop line off rocks and stuff like that too. So I, I enjoy just making you think. It makes the match more fun. Keeps you more. Keeps me more engaged. Some people maybe stay focused on the other stuff, but it's hard. I get maybe a little bored or distracted where 
if I have to think about it and stay focused, it keeps me in the game a little bit better uh, I love it. mentally, I think, which is, I just yep. enjoy it more. So, so that's cool. So that was, um, that was tough. Any, any weird stages, any, did they throw in any freehand? Did they throw in any, anything out of the ordinary you know, or pretty thing, straightforward? It was very straightforward and very practical. So okay. there wasn't really anything that was uh, gimmicky. I didn't feel anything was gimmicky. I didn't feel anything. Cool. They also, Chris did a really good job of having solid, solid props. He had some tank traps out there. They were just rock solid. He nice. had some, you know, we shot off, you know, a bunch of different stuff, but nice. it, it all seemed like it was very solid. The steel, those apple crates, those were like steel apple crates. Okay. They, they just don't move. Yeah. And yeah. so kudos, kudos that, uh, yep. cause I, I do know sometimes field matches, field matches can, because you got to bring all your props out to the field. It's not a permanent, you know, it's not a permanent prop. Like yep. when you go down to some of the Southeast matches, you got concreted in PRS barricades. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like those are, those are very, very durable and, and obviously are going to last forever. Yeah. But in the middle of a field, you can't, you can't do that. You got to bring something in. Yeah. So exactly. Right on. Yeah. You know, it's pretty straightforward. Good. Good. Well, congrats. It's fun. It's fun to see you come back in and win. I know you have, um, you had a lot of matches on the schedule and had to move some of them around with, with some of the, the construction and stuff. And so it's fun to see you yep. get back out there and uh, do what you do. So yeah. what, um, what, 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 so you want to talk about getting your gun sorted and, and, and all that kind of stuff or any of yeah, that? Or? So, so I shot um, the Idaho match and the Idaho match, I felt like I had a little bit of, this is, a, this is the match that we went to and I got second place. Yeah. Um, the Idaho PRS match. Oh, early this I, year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was our first match this year. That was my very first match on my new chassis, which yep. is a matrix pro from MPA. That was my very first, you know, time of the season. I was like, yep. okay, let's rock and roll. Yep. And I shot, I shot pretty decent, but I had a few like random flyers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or what I was calling random flyers. Okay. And so, they were, but they were, they were consistent. If they were up there, they were up there all the time. So it wasn't like it was just a flyer. It was just like, Hey, I'm way over the target. I got to come down to hit that target. And that happened a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they ended, they, they, uh, and there wasn't a lot of explanation. It wasn't like we were shooting with a big updraft or there was any, cause I'm, and we were on the same squad where I'm watching this yeah. happen and I'm like, huh, well, oh, we both had a few that were just, a little unexplainable. Um, well, yeah, and and it it was also a tough match, and it was freezing and cold. It was bad. And there weather. was a lot of we yeah. had a lot of elements that were going on. So yep. sometimes those things kind of get washed under the rug because yeah. you don't really know. Yep. Because you're you've been we've been trembling and and shivering for an hour, and then we have to go shoot a stage. Well, yeah. you know yep. how how good are we really going to do? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. That's all in your head at the same time trying to diagnose what's going on. So exactly. So that that was that. Well, then I went to another match, which I had the exact same gear. Everything was fine, and I went to the I went to the other match, and I felt like I pulled trigger really, really well, and I I was just struggling all weekend. Oh, that was Parma with you and me. Yeah, I ended up getting 14th place or yeah. whatever it was. Um, you know, I tried to fight back as much as as much as you can, but you're really, really. 
I felt like I was really on the struggle bus, but I still felt like I was pulling great shots. Yeah, it was um, weird. I we'd get done with some stages, and I shot pretty good that weekend. And then, and you'd go down there, and you'd you'd get your first hit, and then you just start sailing shots. And I'd be like, I'd be on glass. I remember particularly remember the KYL really hard for the shooter to see what was going what was going on, but from spotter position, you could see a little better. It was a KYL really yeah. low. There was mirage. It was really low in the grass and sand, and the misses were tough, and the sand just went everywhere. But you could tell, like, we got done, and you're, and we were all like, I can't remember if you were high or low, but it was one or the other. But it's real hard to read, and just you battled that constantly, adding and taking dope, and just it was just a, it was just a battle. It was it was painful <coughs> to watch. You just, cause yeah, I, we, we've been there, I've been there, and you're like, when it's going down, it's just like, I don't know what I can do different. It, I, you know, I just, I'm not hitting those targets that I should be hitting. Yeah. So anyway. And so here's, here's the next thing that I, that I started to figure out is I was like, okay, something's going on. So I changed my scope. I changed, I bedded my chassis. I cleaned my gun for the first time in 18 years. <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, okay, I'm starting over. I, I, I have to get this figured out because this is super frustrating. Yeah. And I know that I'm pointing at a target that I should hit and, and it's, and stuff's weird stuff's going on. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm doing everything. I went out to the range and I'm out there with, with, uh, Nick Gadarzy. And I was like, Hey Nick, come, well, actually in all fairness, Nick cleaned my rifle. Cause I still don't know how to clean a rifle. He says, he says, Vivert, I'll clean it. Let's go. So he comes out and he cleans it. Uh, and so we're trying to kind of diagnose this and it was my rangefinder, Johnny. It was rangefinder and what? at a thousand yards I was fourteen yards difference at one thousand yards and it, it started to go back. Um and so then What do you I, mean? So Nick, well so I, so my rangefinder was off. And so at a thousand yards, let's just let's just yeah. make up a scenario. So at a thousand yards, my kestrel with the BC of the bullet yeah. and the speed and everything dialed in like I've done for 10 years was supposed to go, let's just call it seven mil. Yeah. Well, my actual, my actual, after I dial up and take it off of my rangefinder, my rangefinder is telling me it's a thousand yards and yeah. I put in a thousand yards. Really, I'm 6.7 or I, I was like, uh, yeah, it doesn't help off. that you're going twenty six eighty when you're range if you're ranging fifteen so yards that's off. It. So my ammo is twenty six forty. So I'm running pretty slow. Okay. And if you put in the math on twenty six, so so anyway, I said okay, let's do this target. And so I was ranging the target, and I was like, uh, I think it was like a thousand nine yards. He's like, no, that's not a thousand nine yards. That's nine hundred ninety four yards. Yeah. I was like, what? I've all, I no, I, I have my rangefinder right now. He's like, no. And so he's ranging it. I was like, okay, I'm getting another rangefinder out of the truck. I range it. Sure enough, you know, I got a big huh. berm to range. And yeah. sure enough, I was off like, you know, 13, 14 yards. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so huh. then I look at my Kestrel and I put in the, the 14 yards in my Kestrel. And sure enough, three tenths. Because I'm going so slow, my yeah. my elevation w- is getting affected by my yardage, and then it's hard to backtrack that on your Kestrel. Because if you put in that you only need, if you think you're shooting yeah. at a thousand yards and you're trying to chew it for a thousand, 
try to move try to move the BC number enough or the speed enough to take up three tenths. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Yeah, you really it's start like, screwing okay. your stuff up. And so then you start screwing your Kestrel up. You start screwing all your data up, and then it's not lining up. Maybe at a different range because you're so screwed up. So hmm. anyway. I, uh, you I think all of that was from Rangefinder because you were truing it up with that with those binos? It, uh, yeah, and then every single stage I would go and double check the targets. Stages I would go, and I like to range my own targets, so I range my own targets and I write that range down on my board, and I don't even worry about what the match director says the range is. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I've always done it. Yeah. Yeah. I always check my ranges because it's my rangefinder. My, yeah, everything's been trued up and I know I've been having a hard time getting stuff trued up anyway. That was so frustrating, John. Unbelievable. Dude. So, really? so I will say with huh. a slow moving six, five at 2640 oh, yeah. range is really, really important, especially when you start getting out. And, and that's the only <laughs> down. That's the only argument because so the big argument, like I know so many guys in the hunting world, how fast can you push that? How fast can you go? And everyone comes yeah. from that because guys are guys and they want to go fast. They want more horsepower and everything else. And so, and then I came from that when I was starting, Oh, I can shoot a 300 ultra meg this fast and this gun this fast and, and faster is better until I've shot competition for years. And I re- and I'm all about consistency is key. Like I want to shoot yep. day in and day out in the same spot. I don't want a finicky right. gun. I don't want to deal with any of this crap. And that equates very well into the hunting world too, in different conditions. You just consistency is key except for ranging. And that's the one caveat. Yep. Where like if you get into night hunting with, with depth perception and ranging is difficult than a fast flat gun. There's an argument like coyotes in the flats, antelope in the flat where it's hard to range. Um, I mean, that's the one spot where you really, really got to watch your stuff. And that's, that sucks, dude. That sucks. So, so so send the range finders in and get them redone or what are you doing? I I am going to, well, they're still sitting in my truck right now. I am going to send them in and get them re, I don't know if they need to be recalibrated or what, but yeah. I compared them to Suaros yep. and the Sig 10Ks yep. and the loopholed, uh, I think it's the 2800 yep. K or whatever it's yeah, called. The handheld one. I had, I had all three of them and all three of those ones, the, the Sig, the Suaro, yep. which is the new EL range yep. and the, and that Sig rangefinder is pretty baller by the way. Dude, it's, it's the best. Um, it's, if we can get that brain with the swirl glass, it's a, that's the winning combo. I mean, right it, there. it's just so fast. It's, it's so, so good. Fast. I love it. Anyway, I, I took a pair of these SIGs to this, to this last match and that's what I used for oh, spotting good. for, for everything. Good. Um, the SIG 10 Ks. So how, so, cl- what, how close, yeah. I'm just curious, like what your swirls, your SIGs and your loopholds, what, how close in range were those? Were those a yard were, or two apart, were, four or five apart? Were, no, the, the Suaro and the Sig 10K were like identical. Okay. Um, and the uh, and the 2800 was like a yard or, or one like 1.1. You know how it gives you a point okay. number. Okay. So cl- it's like a, the it's same like difference. Just then. over a yard different, but yep. it's like the, I mean that's real real close. Yeah, 100. percent That's why I'm, I'm like plus or mine. When I get mine out, mine are all like plus or minus two, and I'm like that's yeah. good enough. I can't. That's, that's good that's enough. That's great. Yeah, but. I was plus or minus fourteen. That's a big difference. That's bad. I wonder if they <laughs> got, they must have got dropped or 
like collimation came off or something. Too. The laser just shifted. I, I thought about that and I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm going to get them sent back and have them kind of gone through. Cause I love the glass and in, in those. Yeah. And, well, and, I just wonder me, I wonder if maybe your rangefinder works good, but you're late wherever you aim it. Like the laser, I wonder if it's just a hit in a different spot. Like if it's that far off in your reticle, like when you hold it a target, maybe it's hitting the back of the berm or does that, you don't, you think it's just off. Well, well the problem is, is that we tried that on a skyline target at rock Lake Got and it. a skyline okay. target so at rock off. Lake was that yep. 785 yard target. Yep. Yep. And so it was like 785, 785, 785. And then mine was like 793. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Got or, it. So it's just or, off. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, good job. That's a frustrating. That's a funny Man, it one. Took forever though, dude. It, it took it, forever that took too to long. That I feel, if that's what all it was, that <laughs> that that's too long. Well, so. And so here's the deal. And you and I talked about this too. Man, it's like okay. Do I just need to throw this away? Like throw the whole rifle away? Yeah. Um, when you lose confidence, you know, it's something you want to. Because yeah, because like oh, okay, I don't know now. You know, this, this last weekend I had one shot that went high. This is unbelievable too. And so <laughs> the rifle, so now I got the rifle just hammer timing. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's just consistent. It shoots in the same darn spot, no matter what. It's just what I'm used to. And it's like, okay, yeah. here we go. And so I show up on Friday. I just drill through the, the center, just the heart of the zero yard, tar- the hundred yard target. Nice. And then yes. I go out to these, they have these white targets at distance and it's like, okay, my Kestrel is lining up absolutely perfect. I have zero, you know, worry about anything. So then, okay, now let's put it away. We come back Saturday morning. Uh, there was, I was second up on Saturday morning. So there was, and, and we had brand new clean, they were black plates, which oh, nice. I shot eight tips. I, I definitely appreciated that <laughs> That's too. That's even better. Um, oh man. <laughs> I mean, it it only lasted a little bit. I know. When it when it does, it's so awesome. Oh my gosh! So yeah. anyway, You're like, I'm, oh, I'm a I'm half a tenth high and a tenth and a half to the <laughs> left. <laughs> so, so I'm a um I'm so this, this very first target's like 400 yards. It's a prone troop line. 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, something like okay. that. Yeah. Uh, round targets, uh, and they were all in the grass. So it's kind of yeah, kind of uh, same sort of thing. So the guy before me does pretty decent. Uh, it, again, like no win. It's like, okay, we're just going to hold center. Yeah. And so I hold, uh, I hold straight up center, uh, right after the guy in front of me just went center. And I was like, I don't know. It must've been a foot high. Whoa. And I was like, I was like, is this what we're going to do after <laughs> we just had this, we just had this just great discovery. Like, uh, are we back to this again? Uh, and so like my life flashed in front of my uh, eyes all of a sudden. I was like, especially no. on travel matches. Like I flew all the way out here. We're not, it's I funny. Know. All the thoughts that go through your head in a fraction of a second. You're just like, no a, a fraction <laughs> of a second between that first shot. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, this is absolutely, I might fly home tonight. Like that. Yeah. I was like, no way. Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> it had been hammering and so consistent everything was perfect yeah and and so i this I is where the right dilemma comes the in target. for me so what you what you do now i held same hold okay like, that's the dilemma right like, there do you correct no, yep. yep there's no way at 
you know, so yards, I just, yeah. it was four, it was like 412 yards. I was yeah. like, there's no way a 412 yards. I've been yeah. consistently over the last 200 rounds. Cause I yeah. had a 200 rounds through it after I found this out. Jeez. I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go shoot this out of my head. Yeah. Um, and so I was practicing and shooting. I got my ranges. I was dialing up, dialing down. Yeah. I was doing all sorts of stuff with the range. I was like, okay, it's dead nuts. Like yeah. there's, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Anyway, I held. And so I don't know what happened. I, I, I have no clue what happened, uh, but I held straight up that next one. I hit it right in the dead nuts middle and I saw it with my A tips no and way. I just watched it fly in there. I was like, okay, for one that scared me, yep. but I'm, I'm just going to keep rocking. So I, I went through the rest of the stage, cleaned it. Uh, and then that was the only shot all weekend that had any sort of suspect to it. Everything else was, was accounted for. Did you have, was there a lot of humidity there? There was, and it was, remember it was really smoky and a little bit of, yeah. it was. So I just wonder if you had moisture, in the, weird. moisture in the barrel or something. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but I don't Maybe for his first shot, I don't know. Dude, that's the dilemma. You the next shot, you hold a foot low, you miss down the grass, you don't see it. You're like, now where was that? Like I, and that's where I the last that part of my match I shot, and I'm like, I just trust. Hopefully, by the time I get to the match, I trust my gun enough to hold the same spot again. Which we always say, see your shot and correct, but. We're bo- we're mostly talking about wind on that. We're not talking about elevation. Hopefully, your stuff's lined out elevation wise, where you shouldn't have to be like a, a foot out of four hundred yards is is a lot. You you would you would if you're really off a foot at four hundred yards, something's going on, and you probably end up flying home. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, and it was it was like I mean it was probably like a eight inch target, so it was, or yeah. or roughly so it was four or five inches up over the top of the, yeah. uh, you know, up over the top yeah. of the target. It okay. was definitely okay. high. Yeah. It was definitely like, okay. and I, it was, I, I saw the trace. It's early in the morning. Yeah. Um, I literally watched my bullet come out of my barrel. It's prone and keep going high. And it just stayed high over the top. I was like, bullet, you got to come down at some point. Yeah. Let's, go. Let's go. Let's go. I was like, Oh geez. Oh, so man. for, for that, it was, yeah. I was like, well, what do I do? So I, I did, I just held center. Okay. I was like, I trust this gun enough now that I've proofed it. I, yeah. I, I trust enough again that that something was wonky there. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of moisture or something. Yeah. But this also goes to show, I usually and and you know this because I yeah. I I want you to do it too. I usually try to shoot some zero shots in the morning or every yeah, day when it's available. You try you and you do. He, he had them there and I didn't do it. That's a good, I need to do that more. There's a lot of times I don't want to know. I'm like, nope, I don't want to go shoot my gun. But get, especially on a moist, like a humid match where there's moisture, I, I do like to warm it up or a real cold match. Um, if it's dry, I'm not as worried about it. But I do, the humidity does, does I do worry about that some matches. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it, it was actually a thing. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't. I just know that I was like, I guess this is this is gonna be. <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad it came back in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I figured it would because I had now I had a couple hundred rounds down it that that every one was perfect. Yeah, and so I I was. Well, you don't know though because you yeah, think like oh yeah like like if if I was a betting man 
and someone said right after that, hey, you want to bet you're going to hold the same and hit it? I don't know if I could have made that bet. Yeah. Yeah. You or know, or before did. you take the shot, how much you want to bet you hit this first target at 400 yards prone with zero wind? You're like, well, I don't know. I'll, I bet, I'll bet all my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll bet. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So that's, that's but, funny. And I would have lost it. Yeah, that's funny. John John would have had my motorhome. There we go. <laughs> so <laughs> so what um what kind of as far as the head and the tail winds which are super super tricky. Did, yep. What I don't even know. We didn't talk about this, but like strategy, uh, ideas. How did you approach that? How are you change? Are you changing last minute? Are you are you writing multiple columns? One from eleven o'clock. One from one o'clock. How are you? How are you approaching those stages when it when it's blowing twenty miles an hour and you have got the switchy headwind? Yeah, and that's that's. Gosh, I think that might be the hardest, the hardest to catch and the hardest to yep. to be able to see. And so what I tried to, I tried to do a couple things and here's my philosophy is I want to almost manage the mirage and things like that while I'm shooting and compare it to what I see before I'm shooting. And so, for example, I know that it's windy and it's in my face, Yep. you know, and so when it's right in your face and you're windy. Sometimes you might be behind a tire. You can't really feel it. You, you, you can't really feel the directionality yep. of one o'clock. It's just in your face for the most part. Yep. Until it really gets to be like the 1030 or the 130, you have a hard time feeling what is in your face or if it's direction. So exactly. for, for me, I really like to get on the binos um, behind the barricade, looking right down towards the target. Um, so I have a good reference as well. And I'm, also visualizing the target and practicing seeing the target. But what I'm doing is I'm looking and I'm looking at the mirage. Okay. I definitely see the mirage is going left to right. So that Mm -hmm. means it's kind of coming from that 11 or 1130. And then, okay, now I know that the mirage come left to right. I definitely have to hold to the left to be able to to counteract that, obviously. But then while you're shooting the stage, every couple shots or maybe every new position or whatever, just take a one or two second peek at the mirage again through your optic, you know, kind of look just above the target, try yep. to get some trees and just see if you can pick up anything yep. that has a, that has a hint of mirage to it. And you're like, okay, yep. Now I see it. It's still going left to right. I'm going to just keep holding the same perfect center yep. impact, center impact, next position. Um, and then maybe the next position you're like, maybe it's switched over one way or the other, but, but as long as you can pick that up on the clock, um, or practice that on the clock, and you don't need a lot of evidence to be able to make the, the correct call. Uh, mm-hmm. You just don't want it to be completely opposite, and then you still hold the same way, yeah. and then you're going to miss it. And yeah. so there was times during the stage where I run one one direction, one direction, and then I see it in my scope before I pull the trigger. I see, man, it sure doesn't look like it's going that same direction. Let, let me take one more second look. Okay. I see that it's coming straight on and, and you just hold a couple tenths difference. Boom. Center. Okay. That was a good, that was a good hold. And then watch it. Cause as it swings around a lot of times, if it's going to go from that, uh, that 1130 to noon or 1130 to 1230, it very well might just continue over to the one o'clock. And that's where people miss those targets on those little wind shifts yeah. between 11 and 1230. Yeah. And that's a hard, that's a difficult thing to be able to stay calm enough to s- I mean, it really depends on the stage. I felt like I shot Hornady PRC 
couple weeks ago, and there was some stages where I just couldn't. I felt like I couldn't either. I either slowed down. I guess you're either betting that it's going to hold and you can finish, but we didn't have a we didn't have as much head and tail as more crosswind. But um, you're you're betting you're going to finish and have it hold, but you couldn't slow down very much. Like one or two seconds every couple of positions would cost would have cost me a point or two. Like I was talking to Gardazzi, I think he said he timed out six seven times. Um, I timed out a couple times. I mean, there were just a lot of tough. I, there were some tight stages. And so if you can, yeah. depending on the match and the, and the stages, but That's man, right. I just, it, hindsight's twenty twenty because there's been multiple times where you can race, believe me, I can race through a stage and get some fast misses and you can finish with a five or a six <laughs> where if you would have slowed down and you kept eight on a plate and timed out for the last two, I take that every time. That's but right. I, it, that, and that's the balance. And you guys, obviously, as, as you advance, you guys know that is 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 the trade offs. Um, taking your time to see it, you know, you, and and, that, I, and some of it's a calculated decision. Like, hey, I've got to have these points. I know where I'm at in this match. I need these to win. It's got to go. I got to clean this, or it doesn't matter. So there's there's all kinds of things that enter into those 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 uh, decisions, um, and time on the stage, stage design, all that stuff. But I think that's huge. If you can see a little bit of mirage, that can help so much, so yep. much. And, and I will say too that, so we had two minute time limits at this match, okay. which is typical for the West. It's typical for the, the, you know, the Northern area or, you know, something like that, which is a two minute, but they also have a lot more targets. So there's five, yep. you know, every stage has five targets. So dialing and getting to the next target and acquiring next target really does, really does add some of that time. And so what I could challenge for a practice day is that if you guys are on all those targets, use the time in between the, the time in between the targets or in between the positions to try to take one second of that and try to look, you know, you know, while you're transitioning or while you're trying to find the target. Um, that's, but I tell you what, it's good thing to practice. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, great thing to practice. Just that extra beat in between. I know when I get in a rut or in a groove, when I'm practicing here, I've ran a stage twice or I'm shooting the same direction at my house. I know, I know the wind direction. I don't, I'm not looking at Marat. I'm just shooting. It's not very switchy. I'm, it's almost always left to right and it's pretty protected area. So it's not a big deal, but but you kind of get in this groove of just move, bang, bang, move, bang, bang, move. And you kind of get this internal clock going where I, that's a good thing for me is just to move one, 1,000, bang, bang, and then move and just build that into your training when you guys are out doing that and just running reps. What you train is what you're going to do in a match. So, um, And I will say that the 6-5 Creed seems to stay on the plate in these switching environments a few, a few more times in a match than a, than I'm used to with like a dasher. No guarantee. And so yeah. it's just a higher BC bullet. Yeah. I feel like if I can get, if I can get to the middle of a plate on a stage, I feel like I can stay there the whole time yep. where if you can get to the middle of a plate with a smaller caliber, you still really need to focus on where it's hitting on that plate so that you can make those minor corrections. Yeah. Because if you don't, you might slip one off the side. Keep going back and forth. I totally agree. Yep. What, um, what ammo were you running this weekend? I'm just running my, uh, bootleg bullet company ammo. Um, we'll talk about that so a little bit. I don't that, think we've talked about that much. 
So it's uh, uh, standard. So Matt at um, at Bootleg, uh, just a great guy. Uh, he is doing like that's Matt you know, Mertz, ammo right? And, yep, that's Matt. Yep. Yeah. And so he uh, just a great dude um, and good friend. Uh, he's making some good ammo. Uh, so we we did Hornady brass and we prepped it. So we uh, basically trimmed it, chamfered it. And by we, and by uh, we you mean Matt. By we, I mean Matt. Yeah, Matt I love all. it. Matt did every bit of this. Um, As we said, so, Jake's been busy. I don't think you have a reloading room right now, do you? No, I'm I'm living in a trailer. Yeah. So so this is I'm this is the, out of a trailer. This is the way he keeps going. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so we did uh, Hornady brass. We did a double mandrel. Sometimes on the Hornady brass, um, which I do like the Hornady brass, but you will find that some of the night the necks are pretty tight. Yep. And there's and maybe a little bit of inconsistency compared to other high-end yep. pieces of brass, yep. um, which is fine. It's it's a much more affordable option on brass. You know, anyway, you just got to do a little bit more legwork. Yep. And so I we double mandrelled it with a mandrel that is uh, two thousandths uh, less. And so we wanted that two thousandths um, uh, tension. Excuse me. We did a two and a half thousandths mandrel because we wanted two thousandths tension. Okay. Um, and so we and and we we double mandreled it just to make sure that it was, um, you know, very consistent. Uh, we trimmed it, uh, chamfered it, uh, did all that on on the Henderson or Gerard. Uh, so yep. then, uh, pr- uh, we primed them on the Primaride Cedar. I'm using H4350 powder nice. um, and a 153A tip, which is twenty thousandths off the lands. Nice. So part of part of that is we had three different loads. We had 40.7 grains. We had 41 grains and like 41.3 grains. Okay. So those were, he loaded me 10 rounds of each of those three. Mm-hmm. And the only load development we did was shoot those 10 rounds and, and pick one. And so they were all three of them were half inch, roughly half inch, you know, roughly half inch. All three of them were nice. the 40.7 was going the slowest, but it had the best SDs at like 4.5 or 5. Okay. And so I said, okay. I said, that's the one we want. The other two had SD of 7 and like 8.8. Still pretty decent for yep. for what we're doing. Um, and especially for 6 Creed and, and or 6.5 six, Creed, yep. excuse me. But uh, so we picked the slow one. It was the most consistent, but that is part of the problem is it's very, very, it's very slow. And because it's very slow, you have to have a I'm good rangefinder. I'm learning that the rangefinder is now important. So, hey, well, I better never, late I than never. never. I never thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm nine, 90 matches deep, and I can't figure out I need a good rangefinder. Yeah, well, it's just so funny. I can't remember something happened. Matt and I were driving back from PRC. And it's like, dude, we've shot. No, I was talking to Brian because Brian Pants, and we've shot for. He shot for years, and I mean, you and him started back in the day. Yeah. He's building too, so he's kind of MIA this year. But um, um, we we had some – I can't even remember what it was. It was something dumb. And you're like, dude, uh, of all the guns we've set up, of all the problems we've solved, of all, and we're still running it, you're like, this is insane. And it's just – and it it was something – I can't remember what I – I don't even remember what it was, but um, – it was it was just funny, but yeah, it's always I go. You're always learning. I mean, we're, and we always as we're learning, we're I feel like expectations are going higher and higher of what these guns can do. It's impressive. I mean, these guns are, they're not shooting bench rest 
type stuff, but they're not that far off. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you'll see these groups that, and again, these are Instagram, social media groups where you'll see guys post like, man, I just shot it, you know, two and a half inch or three inch, five shot or 10 shot, whatever they did at a thousand yards. And obviously it's not for record in a match or anything, but they're true and they're dope out on an e-target or something. And you see those pop up online. You're like, Hey, these are just, these are our comp guns and they're shooting some pretty tiny little groups. So expectations rise and rise and we keep pushing the limits and it's, it's, it's impressive what this stuff does, but it's also funny. It's funny. The dumb stuff we still get caught in that just drives you nuts. It makes you not want to oh, shoot man. when your stuff doesn't run. You're like, I'm, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't, I know I can't be competitive right now. So yeah. And, and you just gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta hammer it out and oh, you gotta yeah. figure it out. Obviously, you know, that you're, that you're making good shots or, you know, that you struggled mm-hmm. on a stage like that. Yep. That's a known thing. And yep. being realistic with yourself and saying, okay, I sucked on the bus stage. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, yep. so don't, maybe don't take that to heart, but if there's something that you feel that, no, I'm like, for example, you're laying down at a hundred yards on a concrete bench. If you feel like you should hit that two inch circle at a hundred yards, but you're not, well then something could be going on because yep. that's a pretty, uh, pretty easy, yep. you know, thing. And then the other thing is, you know, you know, let people watch you, let people coach you, let people, yep. Hey man, I just need your opinion. Um, you know, uh, you know, yeah. just, just watch me shoot or, or whatever. Now it's really hard to look through that person's glass and see where they're holding, see if they're making a mistake, see how wobbly they are. They, they are, they're, you know, that is tough. I've obviously shot enough matches that I, I have a heart. I'm very solid on about yep. everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that I'm not wobbling all around and sell one high eight feet. Well, you know, that, that happens, you know, every once in a while, but it's yep. not very. Yeah. Yeah. And getting a second opinion in there. You like, you said, have a Nick there just to catch the rangefinder thing. You wouldn't have caught that if his rangefinder wasn't there. So just, exactly. just, an, just another brain on it or just an outside, you never know what you catch. So yep. anyway, yep. yeah, get your stuff dialed. But, um, Anyway, what's you said we got so we got some more we got people asking about gold triggers. We got some yep, more so they trigger check diamonds in, here, right? I think they're gonna be here today. Sweet. Um so jump on the VP Precision website. Uh they are you can order them right now. Sweet. Um and then we'll go ahead and get those out to you guys. Uh we have uh we only have about after we fulfill the back orders, we probably have about twenty, you guys. So it's not a lot. Cool. So if you do want one or want a couple go ahead and jump on the site and get them ordered. Um, nice. Nice. And we'll, uh, we'll kind of rock and roll. Yep. They're awesome. They work great. And they'll get you a few more hits cause they're gold, obviously. They're so, gold baby. They, yeah. So they can match your gold TMBs, <laughs> whatever that, whatever. Oh, he, yeah. What does he always say? You got your, your drip or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm too old. So anyway, um, but yeah, Love no, it. I'm, we got, we're doing, I get to this weekend for me, I'm working on, I'm getting hunting guns set up. So it's go time. We got next weekend leaving for Ben's Rocky tag here in Oregon. And from there we fly straight to the territories. So I'm super, oh, I'm so super jacked to get back in the mountains and I've been under the weather and I'm like, I've been, I've needed to hike bad and I've been, today's the first day. Uh, well, no, yesterday I, I worked a full day at work. The, a couple days before that, I was like half day and come home and hit the couch and sleep all day. I was pretty out of it, but <laughs> the, uh, yesterday was full day at work. I'm feeling better. So I'm going to try to start hiking tomorrow morning or, or tonight. I might try a little bit tonight, but try to get tuned up for that. And, um, 
dude, I don't know if I mentioned it. We've had, had some, we've got so much video content from last year and our video guy, it's been, um, we've been having some issues. So, uh, I think we're making progress on that. I really want to get that stinking footage. People ask about it. Like, when's that coming out? I'm like, that is a wonderful question. So hopefully we get some hunting videos coming. And I'll obviously let you guys know. A lot lot of you guys asking at shoots, like, hey, where are you at in the 29 and all that stuff? It's pretty exciting. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. And then Ben's going to finish his 29. So uh, a couple weeks, if we get that, this big Rocky we're looking for, um, that'll be his 29th on a pretty, pretty insane animal. So uh, That's great. Pretty exciting. Um, trying to think of what else is going on. Just um, got the Interrail Hunter Championship coming up in the end of August. Um, yep. I'm jonesing to shoot some PRS stuff, but we had some stuff going on here. I've been home for a few weeks, and then um, gonna we're going uh-huh. hunting, and then after that, gonna gonna try to hit shooting pretty hard. Got a little break in hunting till more like September, October. So I have a have a few weeks where I can do a little more shooting. Um, just as a lot of you guys know, I just was thinking about Tate and his dad. You guys, if you guys think about him, pray for him. Yeah, I know his dad absolutely. was having a rough go in the hospital. Sound like today maybe it was a little optimistic news. I kind of see some stuff on social and um, anyway, just obviously you guys, you know, difficulties going out there. And, uh, and then I just saw old John Scouten's dad passed away. So yeah, thinking about those guys too. So a couple little, little that stuff, but, um, anyway, I, anything else you want to add? I hear some construction equipment going on back there. Oh, I don't know. I'm just sitting out here in the lawn chair watching guys work. Nice. Where, where are you at with the house and the shop? I'm just, so house and shop. So we're, we're doing a house and a shop. We're kind yep. of doing it the exact same time. Um, the house is all sheeted and nice. uh, we're kind of getting rocking on the rest of the sheeting for the shop. And then nice. uh, we'll get a, a roof on windows in siding on, and then we'll be pretty much Dude. sealed in as far as that goes, maybe within the next month or so we'll be all sealed in. And then there's, and then the real work begins trying to get all the interior stuff going. So interior walls are all framed up in the house and everything's you got. No, we're, we're doing interior walls after we get all the exterior done. And then you you're doing slab, so you you haven't poured the interior slab then. Yeah, it, it, that's already been poured. Um, and is that stamped? Because aren't you? Or no, you're doing tile. I was thinking you're doing finish, but that's Brian's doing finish like that, like a stamped we concrete. Did, so so we did stamped on the front and the back. Um, the exterior. And we, yeah, well, it's a technically it's the glorified patio, but it's forty feet. It's a forty foot by sixteen foot patio. Nice. And so it's a big old patio, and we did stamped on that, which turned out sweet. Man, those guys are real cool, man. I mean, they're that's, good. That's they cool. Just, they throw that stuff, and they yeah, they stamp it out. It, it it turns out nice. So yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm excited. It'll be, it's gonna be the way you guys said. That's gonna be a good time. So another year or so. Next match at Rock Lake, we'll have to have a little a cornhole party, housewarming party. Yeah, we got. I'm gonna do. So I'll need your help and Matt's help, but yep. I'm going to do a, uh, a 3d archery course out here nice. and we'll kind of walk around. I might even put a couple of disc, disc golf holes in. Oh yeah. Just, I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Can you do 22s there? Or no. Oh yeah. So we got out to 185. So I'll do oh, center sweet. fire at a hundred and I'll do 22 out to, you know, about one. So we could do, we so. could do a full on, get yourself a little, some movers, some spinners, some targets. We'll, we'll do some 22 gonna, stuff. That'll be fun. I'm going to, I'm going to get it all going. It'll be good. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited It'll for you good. guys. That's super cool. So, all right. When's your, do you have any more matches like on schedule? Or are you playing it by ear working yep, around construction? Uh, my next two matches are the NRL PRS or Utah PRS. Um, 
And then, uh, Oh, I want to shoot that. Is that the nutcrusher? Is that? No, that's the, that's the September 1st match. I'm also going to that one. Okay. Um, so this one's the Eric Anderson, uh, Oh, that's right. Uh, match the blue mountain revival, which yep. is, uh, not this weekend. It's next weekend. Cool. And then I got a week break and then I go to Missouri to George Gardner's place for the RCBS match. Oh, that'll be cool. Um, that, uh, Lori's putting on there. And then the NRL Hunter is the weekend after that, which is going to be nice. I think that's Laramie, Wyoming. I need to get that dialed in. Yep. And I might use a pair of SIG 10Ks. Hopefully I can find a target. <laughs> there you go. I, I used them for the, I used 10Ks the whole match in Oklahoma. They were awesome. So mm-hmm. they were great. Anyway, cool, man. We're, so, we're coming up on an hour. It's good to catch up with you and um, keep good luck with everything. Congrats on this last win. That's pretty awesome. Appreciate it, brother. Yep. See you. Doodles.